Hey, everybody, and welcome to the pilot episode of After Turn 6, a Marvel Snap podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Shaw, and with me are my two co-hosts. I got Adam Philipchuk. Adam, say hello. Hey, Pat. How's it going? I'm doing great. Uh, it's good to be part of this uh, this new endeavor of ours, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about this uh, as soon as I introduce our other co-host, Sean Hill. Sean, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm good. Nice cap. I know this is like an everyday part of my life here, so I am super. I'm super jazzed up and and ready to go here. Uh, yeah, Marvel Snap, right? We we love the game. Uh, loved it so much that you know. Uh, the combat chain, which is our, you know, our parent, you know, entity here. Uh, we we are kind of veteran flesh and blood players, and uh, yeah, real, well, you know, we <laughs> we play, we like to play the game. I don't know if all of us are as successful as we could be in it, but uh, we do love it, and we do produce uh, content for flesh and blood regularly. And you know, on the Discord, it turns out everyone or at least, you know, very much us uh, all kind of converged in on Marvel Snap to the point we added, you know, we added the section on the Discord, and now uh, it's probably the most active part of our Discord at this point, and now there's the next logical step. Now we can't shut up about it, so we're going to pr- we're gonna put something out there uh, for the world to hear. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit of our about our, our Marvel Snap experience here before we uh, keep going here. So we'll start with uh, Adam. Tell me tell me about your Marvel Snap uh, experience thus far. Well, I'm still actually in a lot of ways super new to the game. I I, I knew about it when day one hit, and I, I downloaded it and like played it for a quick second, and for some reason it didn't click then. And then fast forward to December 24th, so just a little over a week ago, I picked it up again because I don't, I don't even know why. I just, something in me moved me in that moment to go, you know what, we should open Marvel Snap again. And for some reason, then it clicked. Since then, I can't put it down. Uh, I'm up to collector level uh, 1093, and just I'm, I've been hanging around, uh, you know, 50. I've been as high as 54 for rank. Uh, Still missing some key cards to really make some decks shine, and I'm getting out muscled in some matches. But uh, we're we're having a blast. Like this game is so much fun. Very cool. It is indeed, Sean. Yeah, tell tell us tell us about your your, your Marvel <laughs> experience so far. Well, my Marvel like experience it's a little weird. Uh, I'm a big fan of Ben Brode. He's a game designer who was the first designer on Hearthstone. And so when I heard that he had uh, opened his own studio and left the Hearthstone team, uh, I kind of was like, uh, I was like, I think it was called Second Breakfast. And I said, Oh, this is great. I can't wait to see what he's gonna release. And then he. Uh, came out with the first tweet at some point saying, hey, we're working on a game for Marvel. It is a card game. We didn't really know anything about it at the time. Uh, and I said, whatever, I have this rule, man. If there's a card game coming out, I'm playing it. I love card games. I'm a card game historian of sorts, and I just love playing everything. And so when the game first came out, uh, or a couple of weeks before, we actually had Flesh and Blood Nationals, and I saw uh, Flake, Matt DeMarco, uh, play mm-hmm. the game of Nats. He was just messing around i was like oh is it any good and he's like eh, it's it's good and so when it came out i started playing it and i've been playing it every day uh at least you know trying to get my dailies in every day uh for since launch and i think it's a fantastic game there's i have some gripes with it but like in general i think it's very po- it's it's a very good game it's well designed and uh that's where we're all playing it i guess yeah for sure i'm kind of in i in a i think i'm in the middle between the two of you i've been playing for a couple months now i've I got the 
the the uh, Black Panther pass. Yep. That's where I started there, and I think it was at the beginning of that season. Um, there, so we've we're just rounding the bases here on the Silver Surfer season. Uh, so I started there. I am CL uh, twenty five eighty eight because I'm a degenerate. Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I think my highest rank has been like 55 though. I started out super aggressive. I was, I was pumped to like get new cards, right? That's always been like my, my deal. I want to crack a pack and, and, yeah. and get the cards. So that translated into rushing through the collector's levels, like as fast as I could. So <clears throat> there's a lot of, a lot of people were on the strategy of like conserving their card pools and only you know only playing in that you know pool one pool two pool pool three level and trying to get to rank infinite uh with those i was already i blew i was in 500 something when i was like oh okay so immediately went through just hit the the wall of of you know all the cards you know uh and uh so even even now, anytime I start a season, I have everything. So it's it's just a tough slog. And right now, even <laughs> I went to 51 the other day, and I'm at 46 right now. So that's kind of that's the story of my life. Uh, my win rate <laughs> is positive. So we got that going oh, good. for us. Well, that's that, that's hilarious. And you're like, you know, you know, every time there's a new thing, and here I am, like trying to scrounge together, like missing parts of collections and building weird decks. And actually, I, I, without tuning my own horn, I got to 64, I think. Uh, and I was like, I did this without Patriot and without all the good cards. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's um, uh, if you can get that parody there, yeah. I think that you know people get kind of a leg up. So been in the quicksand since, basically since day one. Um, so after turn six, Marvel Snap is six turns. We're uh, we're structuring the podcast like that game. So turn one. Intro, we just did that. Turn two, we're gonna talk about some of our favorite decks that we play in Marvel Snap. Sean, why don't you why don't you start us off? What do you like to play these days? Oh boy. Uh well look, I like um number one, I, I'd like to play certain decks and like we'll figure out later on some of my gripes with the game is there's some decks I'd love to play, but I just don't have the cards. Uh but a deck that I do love and I think that if you're new to Marvel Snap and you're trying to get into the game and you're you're stuck in like pool two and starting to unlock a few cards from uh pool three and so on, uh I love destruction. I think it's it's mm -hmm. such a fun archetype to play, and I'm talking like Venom, Carnage, Nova. Uh, yeah. I personally play a, a deck that I call Death Wave um, or Zola Death Wave, which is a wave with uh, death, with um, Killmongers and Carnages and all that. And the whole concept of the deck is, you know, get death on the field or, or make a really big potato Venom, and then play Iron Zola, get everything off the board, copy your Venoms, and you have twenty some odd power on the board if you have taskmaster that helps too that's a deck that i personally love i also love uh the jubilee uh deck because i'm a big sucker for the 1990s uh, x-men uh cartoon yes. and so mm -hmm. I, I love going uh you know juby into like odin that's a really good feeling or like yeah. jubilee mm -hmm. if you jubilee and hit infinite it's it yeah. feels like such an unfair thing to do, but it's so much fun uh mm -hmm. that deck is made much more degenerate by wong which i do not have currently you don't uh, have wong yeah, yet those are the I don't have one, dude. I don't have one. What's have, wrong with you? I don't have one. Like, I don't have Patriot. I don't have Bast. Like all the good. I don't have Mister Negative. Like all the good meta wow. decks. I'm missing so many cards. I'm missing so wow. many cards. I'm, like and your CL, like you're twenty some as well, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just getting to, I'm at 1980-something. Okay. So I'm just getting to 2000 and probably will be, like, within the next couple of days. But that's, again, we'll talk about that stuff later. The game's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. But, like, I can't believe that I've been playing the game for months and I still don't have, like, Wong, Patriot, and a few, like, Ultron, yeah. and a few cards that it's like, you should have these by now. You yeah, know 100%. I mean? For sure, for sure. There should be a better, uh, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing, uh, I... I have been so I think I have kind of the edge on some of the stuff because I have pushed through the collector's levels so hard. And so at 25 at 2588, I really pushed through the collector's levels. I got the bundles with the credits, too. So I upgraded yeah. everything. And that's that's my that's that's where I. I, I it sparks joy for me to get the bundles with yeah, the yeah. eight thousand credits, and I like to do the little, the mass upgrades when it happens. So I push through the collector's levels real quick, and I get like a chunk of cards at once. So I'm I'm still at at twenty five eighty eight. I know that I am three short of completing pool three. That's where that's where I'm wow. at right there. I think I have two series four, and I have zero series five cards. Uh, so let's talk about what I what I've been running lately. My favorite my favorite deck. Uh, is the movement deck, a Heimdall-based movement deck. I affectionately call it Move Bitch. Uh, it runs my favorite variant so far is the Human Torch. So I love doing like an Iron fi iron Fist into Human Torch to get him moved. And then if you do like Iron Fist, Human Torch into like Doctor Strange uh, and maybe follow up with like a cloak, Human Torch just gets, it gets so crazy, uh, super, super quick. Um, I, I use Captain Marvel is like my little secret weapon. Low key favorite card in the game is Captain Marvel. So at the end of the game, it goes to wherever it needs to to win you the game. I also run I, I run a destruction death uh, a destruction deck as well as Deadpool in it. Um, it does it centers around death getting zeroed out uh, as quickly as possible uh when we do that uh dead deadpool exploitation and getting basically the same thing potato venom huge get taskmaster out there um try to get death out there really cheap if you can get both death and taskmaster uh, master things are really good um I do run the like the meta stuff. Like I I go on Snap Zone all the time, see what the tier decks are. Uh, I've had a lot of success with with non Galactus Ramp, so I run that Electro Ramp with uh, that goes into like Leech uh, Leader, Doc Doom, and like Magneto that kind of thing. Super. Good. Um, discard is is a, is a good variant that I like to play. And there's two there's two kinds. There's the uh, kind of Apocalypse stuff and then there's the hella stuff which is kind of like a combo uh deck but it you know you try to cut up i have i have giganto infinite and death as like my top top hitters with red skull and captain marvel in there as well and you try to set up basically an invisible woman and two other discard spells like sif and like Swordmaster, and then you drop hella in as the fourth on the location so at the end of the game you discard the giants in your hand and as you reveal the discard outlets and then hella comes in and drops everything else in it doesn't always work out perfectly, but when it does, oh man, it's so cool when it when it when it works. Um, sure. But yeah, so I get I have <laughs> I, I run out of deck space. That's where I'm. I'm constantly putting things together. There's a max uh, putting funny names on them. There is, yeah, it is twenty. 
Oh, it's twenty. It's twenty. Man, I'm no like, I build one deck. I build one deck. It doesn't work out for like more than like ten <laughs> games, and I delete it, and I build something else. <laughs> I have, uh, I have deck nineteen is up, and that is actually it's not a deck right now. It's for later in the podcast. Deck eighteen is uh, an iteration on your uh, the the Quinjet Dino thing. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, there, I have Seracal Surfer, Cerebro, Two Power. I have a deck called What Is It You Do Around Here? Oh, that's my Patriot deck. That's right. I forgot I named it that. Oh, uh, Negative Surfer, Wakanda, Discard Lockjaw. Yeah, Bayro, good stuff. All sorts of crazy stuff here. So that's that's me. Adam, what are you, what are you running these days? So to, to, to pick a favorite deck at this point is still a little hard for me just because of like really i've been playing for the better part of a week uh i have some favorite cards i I think like if i had a pet card right now that's like i just really want to make work i managed to get my hands on dark hawk and oh oh man oh i'm so jealous so good so jealous (laughs) yeah and i'm I'm trying to like because with my you know limited access to pool three still and pool four uh Having a pool five card and trying to synergize with it's a little hard, but I'm I'm trying to you know trying to do things like rock slide and Korg and then beast them back and then do it again and then Odin on top of it and it it I don't know it's it's, it's fun it's all in good fun that's what it is uh the movement stuff's really cool the destru- destruction stuff's really cool I really enjoy doing Venom into Taskmask Taskmaster as well. Yeah, I'm just everything is so much fun right now at this point. Like just for how long I've been playing, like I, it's it, it's a blast. It's all fresh. You're, it, you're it's just exactly it yeah, right. And it's yeah. having yeah. It's, it's exciting. Moving on to turn three, the final locations being revealed, and Zabu is incoming with the next season pass. Uh, let's take a quick look at Zabu the card. So I'll let you do that because I've been obsessing over Zabu uh, since I've, I've since it's been revealed, which I think was a couple days back. And like I love Sarah, and seeing Zabu, I'm like, how are they printing more cards like this? How are they mm-hmm. letting us play with more cards like this? I, it's I've definitely got, enticing. I've got so it up we here, have. Oh, I do, I do as well. Oh, go so, ahead. So Zabu is a, a three cost two power uh, hero. What are, are they? Heroes? What do we call these? Uh, I think they're called characters. Characters. So uh, the character is a three cost, two power uh, character, and it has an ongoing ability that says your four cost cards cost two less, minimum one. Uh huh. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so spicy stuff right there. So it's a season pass card. So I, I, well, we're, let's talk about season pass. How do we feel about that? How do we feel about season pass access to, to these cards? Boy, do I have opinions, Adam. You want to go first? It it feels a little pay to win. I'll I'll just say yeah. it, play it straight out. Yeah. They have I I I know I came in at Black Panther, but I I, I know is Death was also season pass. Uh, uh, I can't remember character. if it was Death. I can't remember if the first season pass was was Death. Um, uh, I came in uh, with Black Panther as well. I think it's the first time I ever spent on a season pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when Black Panther came out, uh, for like a little bit, people were freaking out because Black Panther with Wong and and Zola, you could just sure. like 
bomb yeah, yeah. locations, you know? You'd it's go like the, it's still one of my favorite things to do. If you do yeah. if you do if you do Zola on a Wong with if you have Wong Panther and, mm-hmm. and Zola in there, if you if you time it right, it's gonna take both of them. But if yeah. if you get the right sequence, it'll put Wong first. And so Wong will populate the two locations, and then the second on reveal will hit, and then your Black Panther will will land on the two locations with Wong, and they'll yep. double again. It's just and then, and then you make everybody sad. I think it's 128. I think it's, uh, like, it might it's be more than that. I don't. Yeah, it's it's something silly. And like I, I you know, cards like Shuri and uh, um, Nakita or Nakila, I can't remember her name. The the one yeah, that uh, Nakia the, there. Yep, Nakia. Yeah, so Nakia and and Shuri and and Forge. Like that deck was super cool. Um, and the second one was Silver Surfer, which we all know is just mm-hmm, absolutely mm-hmm. brutal. Um, yep, sure. what I don't like, and and to like to echo Adam's uh comment of like it feels pay to win, it's because those cards are so impactful. Um, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. tend to kind of dictate the meta, and that's something that you can see with Zabu. Like, we'll get into it, I think, in the next little, then uh, on the next turn uh, of you know our creative ideas for Zabu. But if the cards weren't so impactful, and if they weren't so good, um, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. Like, I I personally decided not to spend any money on um, any of the kits, so I haven't bought in gold. I haven't like I'm trying to stay as for pay, mm-hmm. uh, as like free as possible. But the reality is you have to buy the passes because those cards are way too impactful to not own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's the only real way to own, yeah. to buy any cards per se, you know? Yeah. So at, at Zabu at three cost with the ongoing, yeah, does feel like it might be kind of telegraphing there. So do you think that there'd be kind of a, a response in, in the meta to kind of, go into like heavy enchantress uh you know type deal uh where you know this could really get kind of out of hand and we'll brainstorm here in a couple minutes but um you know it it, it's one of it it feels it feels like the high roll and i think this is where snap is is right now right it's it's priority first high roll potential next and this is this is right in line with with that kind of that kind of thinking but at the same time right it can really in especially when you look at the kind of the good four drops like if you can if you can cosmo something down like you're you're gonna nerf them real quick if you can get that ongoing off of off of them uh and enchantress is a four drop so the immediate follow-up there i imagine everyone should be running like an enchantress if zabu starts popping up as popular uh and here's the funny thing um enchantress is four cost so even in the zabu yeah. lists there's no <laughs> point not to run enchantress because yeah enchantress very, very good yeah brutal um but it does have some. It's got definitely got potential. Um, we, we talk about having Sarah in there already, and uh, you know things like the Silver Surfer and in recent interactions with uh, like Quinjet, Moon Girl, uh, and things things like that. Uh, I've seen them start to pop up. In fact, I saw one that was like a Surfer variant uh, that like Howling Minds. Uh, was was using recently where it's the three it's the three drops silver surfer and then moon girl with she hulk and and it starts with quinjet and now all of a sudden your silver surfer tech is just spiced up that much more and it's like holy like the the top end of that is just nuts just nuts uh that's the fun part of marvel snap like there there there's certain things you could do that feel so 
crazy. But at the mm. same time, like, you know, if your opponent's just going to play, I don't know, Galactus, then who cares? You <laughs> know, like, there's so yeah, many right. ins and outs and ways to deal with stuff. But uh, that's something that I like about the game is it, it feels like even though your deck could be very degenerate and you can have these really crazy plays, um, there's always going to be like a like a, a really neat line in between where it's like, it doesn't matter if you have a devil sword for 50 uh, or five devil swords, shang Shi exists. Mm -hmm. shang Shi exists, right? Yeah. So there's, yes. yep. there's ways to go around that. But yeah, it's, it's, there's definitely really crazy things you can do. Quinjet into moon. And that's really fun. Mm -hmm. um, I have a really cool deck idea that I want to pitch to you guys. Once we get to the next turn, um, Adam, what do you think about Zabu? I think he looks like a lot of fun for sure. And like, when I guess the question right away is like it, with Zabu in your deck, are you maybe really just hoping to go Zabu into just four drops? Like, is is, is yes? Are you playing anything higher? Than four? <laughs> are you are you playing even one six drop just as like that win con like maybe leader or something still, or mm -hmm, is it just mm -hmm. four drops? Uh, I, I for me, I think I'll, once we get into the next turn, I'll go into it pretty well, hard. Let's... Let's do that. Let's get into turn four brainstorming decks for uh, for Zabu, and uh, and I you know what I suppose it says I wrote first thoughts, but we just gave them in turn three. That's fine. Turn four, yeah. we're brainstorming here. So what I wanted to do here is first let's talk about so Zabu four costs get minus two are now one cost. Let's take a quick look just very very quickly here at the at the some of the potential four drops that we're talking about that can be reduced to one i, I the, go well, ahead they can be reduced to one right they'll be reduced to, to two they can be reduced up to to one if you have the minimum one yes that's right they're two yeah. that's right you know so, that's i i'm taking the two in the middle and going yeah, right yeah, to one. my math is not working so they're two drops all good. okay so two things number one uh zabu Myst uh, mystique uh, is a thing uh zabu sarah would yeah. be a thing mm -hmm. but the four yeah. cost cards that i think are insane and this is where my theory crafting goes nuts mm -hmm. um i personally played a lot of sarah uh discard sarah or value sarah mm -hmm. um that card played Strong Guy, which is a four cost that becomes a 10. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It played um, Hell Cow, which is a four six that becomes, uh, yeah. you know, in this point, yeah. a two. Uh, you played Discard Outlets. You could play uh, into Apocalypse. You can play Dracula, which is also a four. Mm -hmm. So you can pump your uh, you can pump your Apocalypse and then drop it to Dracula, which would cost you two. You can mm -hmm. easily fit Shang-Chi. You can fit uh, Enchantress, obviously. Um, and then you could also play some one and twos that are valuable, things like Moon Knight and whatever, if you want to play like a discard shell. So mm -hmm. I think for me... Um, discard zabu is what i'm going to be trying first because okay. the fact that you have hell cow shang chi dracula strong guy like that's just so much so much value and mm -hmm. thinking about it now you can't really play um a strong guy if we're playing apocalypse but anyways it doesn't matter you could play infinite and who cares right so the first thing that comes to mind when I see Zabu in four drops is Mr. Negative, right? How can we exploit Mr. Negative uh, in, in the most fun way here? So you have Zabu reducing Mr. Negative to a two cost. So on turn four, you can play two four drops. And if you play Mr. Negative, you can follow that up with Crystal. Now you've you can shuffle you take your hand and you shuffle it and you draw three new cards that are immediately impacted by Mr. Negative. So you can add right to on your higher end, you have your Iron Man and and things of that that nature. So all the things that negative surfer and, and such already do well, you're you're right you're right there with them. Uh Dracula is is one of those other cards that even in 
I think Dracula is starting to show up as one of those good cards that are just there because they're so good. And if you have that top end, it's just it just goes into that deck. It goes into there's like a kazoo variant right now yeah. that runs right. It's it's kazoo with Dracula and Infinite because yeah. you're just one drops and then you turn into a twenty. And uh, Adam, to to that to your point uh, to to your your point earlier um i would run infinite because i would run dracula if for no other reason is then to dump the board of all my four drops and just have infinite there available for dracula to just just poop on people um yeah that totally um, makes sense and Um, to add to that to that idea of like dracula and all that like i've been playing the dracula kazoo deck and Mm -hmm. i think it's i've been trying it you know like but like another one like uh kazar is a four drop yeah. I was uh, that yeah, was gonna be one of the ones I was gonna say. What do yeah. you feel about like Squirrel Girl, Kazar, you know, Zabu, yeah. something like that? Typhoid Mary. Typhoid Mary is a four cost. Mm-hmm. She's a ten mm-hmm. for four. Uh, she yeah. works well with with uh, Enchantress, which turns her off. Uh, you can play mm-hmm. um, what's the, what should I call it? Um, there's Atuna or Akuma. I can't remember his name. It's the four cost for ten. That at the end of the turn, if there's something else on the point, yep. uh, he gets destroyed. You can that play is that. Atuma. Atu- wow. Atuma. Atuma, Atuma, yeah. So Atuma, you can go zero Atuma uh, on turn five. You can literally go zero Atuma and something else. Like I think that. Um, I think that Zabu is going to have a massive widespread effect on the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the things that I think get a little uh, cards that are overlooked because they're four costs that immediately become a little better here. Uh, my first, my first thought goes to crossbones. Yeah. Crossbones, where, crossbones for two. You would, nice. Yeah. Right. Crossbones for two all of a sudden that sparks a little more joy than uh than usual uh i was playing a kind of controly build deck with uh that focused on sunspot storm flooding a zone and then dropping crossbones onto the storm uh zone to kind of lock that up and then control and see if you can't drop either sunspot and infinite onto the other one to control two zones and pick up a win uh like that um but so things like crossbow you have your like your your value cards all of a sudden become that much better because they're two drops so i look at jessica jones as a two drop just is Great. super yeah. mind-blowing uh, not everyone rescue. has rescue yeah, yeah rescue yeah, right yeah yeah um and i even have i have omega red and warpath all of a sudden become a lot more uh achievable because they they can be played you know, in larger quantities and and kind of you know in much earlier. Wong Shuri are also four costs. Yes. Yep. Hi. Yep. I do have. I got Wong Jubilee Spider Man. If you yeah. you have yeah. you have a control build, uh, I believe uh, in there. I okay. How about this? This one might be far fetched, but I think could be a lot of fun if you can pull it off. If you can go Zabu Moon Girl, Darkhawk Rock Slide, Darkhawk Rock Slide. <laughs> oh man oh man uh dark hawk is so good i, that, I just got, that's what i'm actually going to try first yeah when when i get my hands I on Zabu. Up, uh, i picked up rock slide in the token shop uh just to hold now now to hold on to it to to get to so so someday i'll get to collector's reserve that opens a series five uh card we'll see how it goes 
Um, but definitely, I believe there's a there's an on on reveal pile type deck that works. You have Absorbing Man as a four cost, so now you can do Wong and Absorbing Man uh, and and things of that nature. Sandman is a four cost uh, here. All of a sudden, you mentioned Typhoid Mary. Um, uh, Patriot builds now can use Thing uh, and, and things like that. I think for uh, um for the, the, the four cost thing, we're gonna see a lot more Sandman because right now a lot of decks mm -hmm. are doing this like plan of, of oh, flooding yeah. the board. Mm -hmm, so we're gonna mm -hmm. see a lot more Sandman going around. And you can see it now, a lot of electro ramp decks like the deck you were playing uh, mm -hmm. are playing Sandman because of how good that card is at limiting uh just absolutely horrendous board positions. Um Sandman's good. Yes. Being able to go Sandman, Red Skull, and like Magneto is so good. It is. It is very good. Uh, even in like I, I run Sandman in Hella uh, yeah. specifically for that. Because, right. If you can slow the game down, you can you can set up your your combos there. And let me t let me tell you how long it took me to realize what Invisible Woman did, because I was I was not there uh, for for a good long time. I had to watch it. I had to watch a video. And then I was like, oh, my God, it makes all the sense in the world. But that holding the reveal until the until the end of the game so you can you, you have to think about sequencing and things like that but if you play like if you if you metaphorically play your cards right you can even stack like a mystique in that sequence in order to reveal you you know if you have a card or or, or whatever you can you can place mystique in the right order after invisible woman to trigger on the uh on the other effect uh, you know of a card that you played on turn six uh, but you you really got to think ahead, uh, and things yeah. really got to uh, happen there for you. Um, Adam, uh, any fur further uh, brainstorm thoughts here uh, on Zabu before we move forward? No, I think I think we covered a good chunk of it. Like I said, I'm excited to see if I can abuse Darkhawk with it. Mm -hmm. You will be able to, <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I do think I, so. I I don't think it's all four drops entirely, right? I would be trying to get. Uh, I've been really loving Psylocke. Yeah. in there and i think sunspots made a lot of sense for for especially if you get into like surfer builds and i think zabu is going to be right there where the the gaps in your resource spending are like inherent it kind of makes sense to have sunspot in there because if you if you know that you're going to spend right you're going to drop a one drop not a two drop and a maybe a you know a three drop uh you know you're you're automatically getting that value out of sunspot and then you go to turn four you might only draw you know you might have one uh resource left over and turn five you might have two before turn six dropping like two other here's their sunspot all of a sudden is like eight nine and can win you a location yeah, uh sunspot is the best one drop in the game uh if you were to ask my opinion on that like i think sunspot is just there's mm -hmm. no downside to him like he's he's unaffected by a lot of things. Yep. Uh, obviously, you know it's kind of like playing. Uh, you were mentioning Human Torch. Human Torch is a one cost. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Warmonger is a problem. But like outside of that, Sunspot and is just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you you see you see kind of this. The I think part of the 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 good part about the game is that balance there. It's so yeah. the turns are the turn the game is so brief in itself that the balance is almost inherent like you either have your good stuff there or someone's going to drop a killmonger and you know it is it is what it is um but even like even kazoo decks have gotten a, away from like all one drops yep. you know you know to, and that's that's the counter to killmonger is just 
you know, you add the good stuff there. Yeah, Dracula, um, Dracula Infinite, kill that killmonger. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's where we, we talk about those cards. They're so, so good. They're, they're, they're not even build arounds. So they're just in there. Like Arrow, um, uh, She-Hulk. Right? These, yeah. these are cards that are just, they're just good and probably deserve a slot no matter what you're... Uh, what you're building. So let's go on to our next turn. Turn five thoughts on the game. Good and bad. Adam, why don't you lead us off here? Well, right off the bat, the the game's a, a blast to play. Like I think we all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's why we're all here. Like we can all acknowledge that this game is phenomenal. I, I love how quick the games are. Like the fact that it's just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's so snappy. Uh, six turns and you're done on to the next one. Uh, it's perfect for my ADHD. Just you know, those quick little hits of dopamine. Sean, tell me about Actually, Pat. I, I I don't want to go off. So I have a really interesting take on on my my thoughts for the game. Like I mentioned earlier, I, I like Ben Brode. I like what he's doing. One thing I do not like in card games, and I've never liked it, is high variance that is out of uh, player control. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means, you know, uh, I think back to Hearthstone, a game that I was really into, uh, Yogg Saron just being like, Hey, we're going to randomly cast spells until, you know, things happen. Um, there's nothing worse than like landing into a location and have someone like reveal ego and you're like, Oh, well, I guess I don't get to play. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain locations that like, if you're playing a destroy deck and you open up and it's Wakanda and the guy goes armor, well, okay, perfect. There goes the game. Um, mm-hmm. so the locations I find, like some of them are really interesting and, the same thing could be like, you know, there's locations where every time you play something, it gets destroyed. And then you just go Deadpool, 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 win. Uh, yes. <laughs> Love those. With Volmor shows yeah. up. Cloning like, vats yes. into, uh, what, yeah. cloning vats into Venom is pretty nutty. Yeah. Sinister location and going like, you know, make two Deadpools and then kill them both and then make two, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, so there's some interesting stuff and that's, that's fun game experience, but as far as like competitive and stuff, uh, and that's going to, you know, once we get to turn uh, after turn six, we'll go into that maybe a bit more, but I like the game. Oh, I like the stock. I do. I, I want to, uh, so we had talked a little bit about this off, uh, off air beforehand. So I counter you here if you compare this to to hearthstone right the the rng is is like to an extreme level you have your variants but like hearthstone will insert cards into the game that are don't like aren't even part of your deck uh at some point so you just sometimes you just get a card and things happen the only only time something like that kind of happens is is I believe the mansion location yeah. will drop like a random card. But other than that, you're still playing with either your the cards in your deck or some other kind of like obstacle. But the I think the beauty of the game here is that if you don't like what you're seeing, you can just leave. Yeah, you can, you can just free. stop, right? Yeah, of course. You're six straight, three minutes of your life, right? Is is the balance in the game? Like you can you can escape, lose a cube, and 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 avoid the bad yeah. game experience that you would fear at that point. So as soon yeah. as I do it, as soon as I get that uh, the location that you can't play cards here, yeah, unless, yeah. unless I'm on movement, then I just I'm out. I'm out. You know, and and if it's if it's the locations that immediately affect me. Uh, I'm out there as well. Uh, you know, yeah. if I don't, <laughs> if I get, if I get, if I draw bad, I escape. If I, you know, I have, uh, I think I ran the stats. I have like 300 concessions, like on my own. I played, I'm, I'm, I'm like 2,000 plus games in there, and I've escaped 
uh, you know, hundreds of times at this point, and there's no, there's no feel bad. There's no, there's no downside to it. Uh, and I think no, that uh, that I agree. balances itself out. Uh, I agree there. with you too. Yeah, I agree with you uh, to the point where you know if you're in a very unfavorable position and that you know you find that you essentially like the game is playing against you in a way, uh, you could just get out. You can just get out, mm -hmm. and that's totally fine. Um, and that's kind of, I think, their way that they balanced it, because if not, it would feel very unfair sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's cases where um, you're playing against someone who's playing Agent uh, Agent 13 or, um, you know, mm -hmm. Cable, mm -hmm. and they just they just happen to, like, their deck does not have Shang-Chi. They just happen to draw it and blow you out. Um, mm -hmm. And that's that's whatever. That's not a, a big thing. But I do, I, like, I come from a very competitive background. I like knowing what I'm doing uh, and I like sure. planning for it. Mm -hmm. So whenever I see like on the third reveal, it's the one that breaks everything else on the map. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. Or, or that one that lets you draw like three cards and then destroys your deck. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like fills your hand, destroys your deck. Yes. There are certain yep. cards where you're like, ah, oh, come on, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But I have to also check myself because I'm a like I love competitive card games. It's what I it's what I invest all of my time into. So I have to check like okay, well you know this game is also bringing card games to the forefront uh, of mm -hmm. you know and it's explore it's letting a lot of players explore the game. Players who aren't necessarily big card games and it's kind of opening an audience or it's subjecting a lot of people to uh, card games, which I love and I think everybody should try. I think it's the most fun thing you could do with your time is play card games. Um, so that's one of the things that I love about Snap is it's going to bring, and this is with a license, with Ben Brode, uh, knowing you know that he loves making these kinds of games, it's going to bring card games to a lot of people that wouldn't have played it outside of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that that's a, a huge uh, com accommodation to put on, on Ben. I think that they did a really yep. good thing thing there the game's well balanced um the things that feel unfair are being balanced like you know sarah was nerfed and a few of the cards were nerfed mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. and that just shows also that they're responsive they understand what's being what's too good what's um affecting the game too much and they're balancing things out as they go which is encouraging mm -hmm. it's none of that like ah there's no problem and then like you know six months later the card is still broken yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Which which is really depressing. So we have experienced that before. Man. Yeah, I don't know. In 20 <laughs> years of playing card games, never. I've got my three elements. Let's fuse that. So, uh, you know, uh, everything's everything's rainbows and unicorns, except when it comes to uh, some of the negative sides of the game. So, uh, Sean, you talked about some of the uh, the RNG. My beef is with the collector's reserve system. It says the guy, says the guy who's collector level 2,500. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm totally... Yeah, I... I, I, I am... I am a degenerate. I have, you know, oh. I clearly have a gambling problem. Um, I love you, but I, I love if, you. if I would, if the collector's reserves, I loved the first thousand yeah. collector's levels because you just, you got what you got on the, on the cards here, a collector's reserve after 1000, you can either get a new card, a variant, 100 collector's tokens, credits, gold, and I is there one other thing that you might be and uh titles and titles. Yeah, yeah, and titles. So it's yeah. six different things. You get a, one collector's reserve every twelve collectors levels, and you have a one in six chance of getting a new card. And yeah. of of those new cards, they talk about their series five and series four, and then pools 
three, two, and one. One and two, you should have. I believe you you can get the complete collection as as you go. Pool three, pool three takes some people up upwards to four, uh, collectors level four thousand in order to complete pool three through through the free to play collection reserve system. Just grinding through and opening opening those boxes series five is like super rare cards so like <laughs> i may never see a series five card in my in my life i don't know uh, if i'll ever get one um i i i hope that they change that in the future because that that is frustrating because i uh i'm invested i love i love the mechanics of the game i love how it plays um i understand limiting right the access to a point but it it is definitely a feel bad when i pop like a friggin you know baby thing variant you know or you know at yeah. at 2500 plus collector's level like i don't need that i want yeah. i want to complete my cards here and one thing that's also frustrating is like it happened to me a couple of days ago where I opened a, 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 like three or four um, collectors in a row just mm-hmm. because I had a lot of gold and I said, oh, screw it. Let's just, pl-, you know, all the, the, the bonuses that they yeah. gave us for mm-hmm. the, the holidays. And I ended up getting an abomination variant, which I already had a bomb. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a uh, I can't remember what it was. It was like a lockjaw variant. And then I ended up getting another variant of another thing. And I'm like, OK. Yeah. Number one, you can only get variants of cards you you already have mm-hmm. for the collector's thing. Change that. Make it so you can get a variant of something you don't own because getting new cards is like the reason I don't like the collector's system is because something like for a long time I was ranking up and I was playing my destruction deck because that's all I had. And then I would go up against these guys who were playing Patriot Ultron and I would want to rip my eyes out. Yeah. Because there's nothing sh- like more uh, oppressive than someone going like Patriot into Kazar into Blue into Ultron, and you're like, there's nothing I could have done. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't have these cards, and like you know we've all played card games competitively. Uh, like when if works show up at a Fab tournament and you're playing Oldham against someone else playing Oldham back in the you know good old days of uh, fusing double fusing into Olkenold. Uh, well, if you don't have the pulse of eisenloft and they do mm-hmm. you're at a disadvantage right. and that's what i don't like is that system it's oftentimes and then it's feel yeah. bad but it also it's creating fomo which i don't like and adam pointed out to this earlier um like although it is not pay to win it is pay to possibly get the cards that might help you win mm-hmm. and i don't like that yeah. i'd rather just have a store where you're like hey this this card is 500 gold perfect how much is 500 gold 10 bucks beautiful yeah. thank you Mm. I'd much rather that than the system they're using now. But that's coming yeah. from a competitive card game player. So, okay, to play devil's advocate for a second, because I, I agree mm-hmm. with you guys, like, the, the, the system they have, like, it, it does leave something to be desired. But it, it does seem to me like they do want, to some extent, create that TCG feel, right? Like, you have to oh, open mm-hmm. the, the card you want, and they're trying to make some cards. And I think that's rarer than others, and I think that's cool. The piece that might be missing then is we need, and I, I've already had people point out there are issues with this as well with the infinity split model, but the idea of maybe trading cards or something like that. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. That, I've seen talk about that. I, I, I don't know. How, how would that be implemented? Is that something that, um, like, is, is this capable of having uh, either a trade or, I guess, I don't know, an auction mar- type market for this kind of thing? 
Uh, I mean, I'll take the lead on that. I personally don't think they will. Uh, and a massive part of that is that the game uh, is using a license that is by Disney. It's using the Marvel license. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, it is extremely mm -hmm. aimed at children. Uh, and therefore, I think it would be predatory to use some form of uh, sub-market for it. Uh, the yeah, last game that tried point. to do that was yeah. Artifact, uh, a game that I really like the design of. But actually, mm -hmm. the, auction, the auction system killed the game. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, the, 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 everybody's like, I'm not spending $40 on like this one hero. No, get out of here. Um, and Diablo three almost went down for the same thing. Real money, exactly. real money auction house. It, exactly. It's and a I dangerous place. It's a dangerous place. And it's especially like, I think that card games are so beneficial, especially uh, to, to young people. Uh, you know, I remember me being a 10 year old and playing Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, you know, and going to my local card store to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, it was such a big part of, of, of me growing up. It was such a formative experience for me. Um, and this was, you know, me buying like a booster a week and trading with people and stuff. And, but if, if anybody could show up and just buy the cards, also it creates a predatory market where people would be like, Oh, I'll trade you this for my, this. And then it's like, well, that's not equal value, but um, the mm -hmm. audience is young. So they might not know. I, I, if I was the, the guys at second breakfast, I would stay the hell away from that. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think it would not be beneficial for the game, um, but there are ways that they can make cards more accessible, and there are ways, you know, like challenges. If you ac accomplish this, you get. They're doing it with the tokens now, tokens in the shop, and that's because they had to find a new way to bring more interesting stuff, uh, more interesting ways to get new cards. And when the token shop came out, I was ecstatic because I had what was it, six thousand coins that we were all given. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and with those. Yeah, the, for the for the token shop. Yeah, for the token yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, and with and, those thousand, I bought Dracula Death. Yeah, and something and like a few other cards that I was like, these are really important cards for the from for the meta, right? Yeah, I think I think the token shop is a great way to do that. I think a hundred tokens on the collector's reserve is a little a little BS. I think that's gonna be up up a little bit, just a little yep. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The value. Because you're basically so right. If we're still talking, if we maintain that ratio of like one, one in six, give me, give me five hundred tokens, so yeah. that if if I open them twice in, we're talking now, uh, twelve times twelve at the hundred and forty-four correct collectors levels, I will yeah. get one series oh. three card, and I won't feel bad about that either. It's like I'll, I will have, I will have ground. Right. I, uh, you know, I will I will have done the thing and, and gotten my levels up and gotten my credits and upgraded and, and have worked my way through. And I will have opened a dozen collector's reserves and I should feel I should feel OK about about that. And the highs are really high. But the lows, right? It's the lows just, are so low. <laughs> the lows are low, for There's sure. Nothing like opening a collector's reserve and getting like 200 of the energy cubes or whatever they're called or whatever it was, 500, and going like, no, that's not what I want. This doesn't even pay back for itself. Give me something I, valuable. <laughs> I, I want this uh, potential fun edit for Adam here, but is it second dinner? I think it's called second breakfast. I second dinner, second breakfast? I don't know. I, I, think, like, it's, I, think, I think it's second dinner. I, want, I, I just want every reference of second breakfast to just be now second dinner <laughs> just over it yeah. let's we'll see maybe i can maybe do that Isn't it second breakfast i'm looking at their official site right now i got uh, marvel newverse and second dinner oh, okay it's called second dinner guys 
It's like you know what? The snap, this, do the the snap bit there. Second That's... dinner, and then just like. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right i was just uh, looking at that um i just watched lord of the rings man like give me a break it's second breakfast oh good it's all right i've got a co-worker who does second breakfast um, and i can't i can't stand it okay uh, so sorry cool. so the other thing is is uh uh gold i'm a little iffy on gold i like gold i like gold to renew daily gold? missions i like i, I like, like gold I like gold. <laughs> but I think the only thing that I have used gold for is to renew daily missions. I do think that the uh, the cost of a variant is is a little high uh, for for my liking when it comes to the actual price of gold. So we are talking uh, roughly great because the numbers never add up. So you can get fourteen hundred and fifty pieces of gold for twenty dollars. So you're talking roughly either 10 or $20 for a given variant in the, in the store uh, at that point. And uh, I just haven't, I haven't met one that I, I feel there's one, I think it's death. There's a variant on death that is like incredible that if I saw that it would, I would snap it right up. The, um, the Dracula variant that is yeah Dracula. Yeah. Like I'd I probably, I'd probably grab that. Nice. Um, so nice. And I've seen a couple of people show that show up with that. So there, and I'm I'm a uh, I'm I'm new-ish to Marvel Comics. Um, so I have uh, they're not associated, but I have I have a subscription to Marvel Unlimited, which is yeah. their online comics app. So it's their it's like the Netflix for Marvel Comics. So yeah. they got thirty thousand titles. It's amazing. Hashtag sponsor us Marvel. Um, those like the art, right? The art is 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 definitely the collection part of that. Uh, you know, and getting those art variants is something that's really appealing. And I love. I just got the Blueprint Cerebro uh, variant, and I was pumped Ooh. about that. I don't even have it's like like I didn't have a Cerebro deck, and I was like, this is cool. This is a yeah. series three. It's a variant. I'm not a, and it's all person like it's personal preference at that point. I'm not a huge fan of the pixel chibi or baby variants of of them, but give me you know give me something cool like that. I'll be like, yeah, all right, sweet. Like I'll bling out my deck all you know all day. I do think that they need a, a like lock a variant option when you're deck building. Is if you when you build a new deck and put a put a character in there, it's like the base unless you select the the one but if you right. get a different one like you have to manually swap it uh there and it's tracked individually and everything so it's a good it's good to for for boosters for upgrading but you can kind of kind of lose lose it in the weeds there a bit um much like my rant here uh so very quickly let's move on to turn six uh, and uh, no one's had no one's played magic so uh oh, I, I don't played, think we'll have I played a lot of magic you play. You played, played, played different contexts here. Magic. Oh yeah, boy. turn five. Turn five was it? Limbo is not uh, a location here. Uh, long-term hopes for for Marvel Snap. Just kind of our uh, what what we're what we'd like to see out of it. Um, Sean, what do you oh what boy. do you got? 
You're putting me on the spot. Uh, again, I have opinions. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not one to keep quiet about stuff, but... Um, well, I, we gave you a platform. Yeah, there let's you go. Like, at it. Let's let them talk. Let's go. Um, so I think the game is in a really good position. I think that they, their entry into the market uh, has been stellar. I think that a lot of people got fed up with other uh, digital card games and they're finding mm -hmm. a kind of a home in Marvel Snap. Um, and so, you know, this is coming from me. I've played, you know... Basically everything. I've played Gwent. I've played uh, Hearthstone. I've played uh, Elder Scrolls. I've played Artifact. I play every card game that ever comes out as much as I can. So yeah, I'd like to see um, where they take the game in the future. Uh, for now, the game runs really well. I'd like to be uh, the collectible aspect to be more um, attainable. Uh, possibly, you know, like I said, disenchanting or dusting uh, altars for collector coins and stuff like that. Because realistically, I don't care about my holiday abomination. It's actually just like there's so many altars in my collection that I'm like, can I just filter those guys out? Can I just like remove them? I don't want them. I don't want them there at all. Um, so I'd like to find a way to maybe manage a collection better. Uh, as new cards get brought in, it'd be good to have like a search thing where you can actually search for a specific card. Maybe that's already there and I just haven't figured it out yet because I haven't looked into it. The search function's um, there, yeah. Okay, then I just haven't, you see? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think the games has a really good stride and I want to see where they go with it because with Hearthstone, mm -hmm. what got me out is they went way too into the RNG. And then a lot of people were like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to take a step back. And that's when I lost interest as well. Adam, long-term hopes. Um, I, I want to I, I guess I brought up like a, the possibility of a marketplace or something beforehand. Uh, you guys made really good points about why there are certain reasons why they, it, it, that probably wouldn't thrive. Um, I I do hope to see cards be more accessible. Um, I I think, mm -hmm. and I think that's everybody's uh, on everybody's wish list right now is some way to just fill out the collection a little bit easier. Um, and maybe there is still some way to maybe trade variants or something like that. I think that would be cool. Like if you your buddy's got something you want and you've got something they want, like a way to at least be able to facilitate mm -hmm. that without giving people the opportunity to exploit each other uh, would be cool. Um, mm -hmm. I also hope, like, I, I want to see some, may, maybe not like a, a pro scene, because like I definitely, with, with mm, some of the mm -hmm, variants mm -hmm. in the game, like to Sean's point, like you know maybe you see no, like you see ego as a location, and yeah, that's just like straight up variants. There's nothing you can do at that point. But I do think mm -hmm. some of the locations are easy, are interesting balancing points as well. Like I'll counter argue, like like Wakanda, for example. The fact that it shuts down a destruction deck, I think that's an interesting um, balancing perspective. You know, maybe it's not balancing, but it, 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 it's the game itself has a it's something you have to play around. You know, like a location isn't always going to be favorable to your deck. And it's if, if you're trying to grind mm -hmm. for those high level wins, like maybe you're, you, you do have to find ways to win when the, the conditions are less favorable. Uh, but it, despite that um seeing some sort of support for for events and i think um the studio has hinted that we are going to get some sort of official events moving forward but something like that would be fun like uh just just like even on magic arena how they have events and things you can play in that are just more high ranked than than just playing on the ladder uh, i think something like that would be a lot of fun Oh, I get you. Like a like an open of some sort. I don't know if I I'll, I'll say this. So my long term hopes for the for the game are 
for it to maintain so what it, like where it is right now and how it's brought in so many people i think it's at a really good spot they can very easily turn this into like an overly complex like min max uh type of deal where your top end is going to be the the spikes that are just you know the, just do whatever that the most highly optimized thing there is there and i don't know if um i know what you're talking about when it comes to like the open and all that stuff i i don't know if this is the game for it at least right now and i think to get there they would have to i would think they would have to expand things to where my my justification for being okay with some of that variance would start to come out the window if they if they made the games longer they added rounds they did kind of best two out of three they added locations turns or whatever to make it into a more competitive game i think you start taking away from what this you know what makes it so mass appealing uh there and um, you don't I necessarily think... have to make that a mandatory thing, though. Like, you just make it an mm-hmm. optional thing. Like, if you want to, you can participate in this. Um, but 100%, mm-hmm. it has to be a casual fun first and foremost. I completely agree. That's mm-hmm. what gets the mass appeal of the audience. It bridges board game and card game in a way that is, you know, um, I, when the game came out, I am actually I was working on a game and um, there's a game called Smash Up, which is a board game and where Marvel mm-hmm, Snap, you mm-hmm. know, definitely took some inspiration from and games mm-hmm. like uh, Air, Land and Sea, um, all great games. And I think that it has that board game quality, but it also is as the DNA of a great card game, uh, mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. hard to get together. Um, so I agree. I think it has to be casually. It has to fit a casual crowd. But it mm-hmm. also um, it has the potential, and I think that as you know, the three of us like we travel to play card games competitively. Uh, I, I think we all want to be like, can I be competitive at this? But mm-hmm. I don't think that's mm-hmm. their focus. I think that that might be right, something right. that we get later, which I'm looking forward to. I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, but for the time being, I think it's all about getting people in and sharing the love, man, sharing the game, and 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 getting yeah, right? to experience something new and different and cool. Yeah, I'll I say agree. I. I think I'm getting so right. We we all come from different different spots. We all came to Flesh and Blood, and uh, you, you know, Flesh and Blood really scratches my competitive itch. Oh yeah. But there was you know there was a time where I was in I was in EDH super hard, and that right EDH in Magic in its like purest form is that community driven social game where everyone's having you know everyone's having a good time and you know they're playing the game but even even if you have three other opponents you're having you're having a good time and once you get into like cedh you stop having you stop having having fun yeah you stop having fun yeah i i find that i'm scratching my kind of social casual itch that i was missing from edh that i was i don't get from flesh and blood but i'm not seeking that from flesh and blood right i i'm getting that from from marvel snap and to that end it it's a little the rank in the ladder is is a touch frustrating for me because i know i'm not uh, I'm not there for one reason or another on that, you know, creeping up that ladder there. And I think, right, part of that, part of that, the the brevity of the game and that and that variance kind of makes a ladder system almost right. Like I I'd, I'd be curious to see how they look at that moving forward and how generous or not they are with increasing those those ranks because if it is. Right. How much of that is in your control? 
and you start into this kind of like I'm escaping four times to you know to, and losing a cube and winning a four cube game, uh, yeah. and that ends up being your system there where that's you know is that fun? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's you know, interesting. Uh, it's interesting, and uh, I think you make a you make a really good point. The, it needs to be fun. It needs to be a fun mm-hmm, experience. Mm-hmm. And if you start thinking about it too much, like I really tried to grind and see, like I for about four days, I'm like, I want to get to 60, and I managed to get to 64. But to do so, I had to play a deck that I didn't really want to play. Right, um, right. I got, I had to be really smart with my snaps and be smart with when I retreat. And I, I love competitive card games, but I don't feel like that's that Marvel Snap is the game for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get my fix from Fab. That's where I get right. my competitive fix, you know, right. staring yep. a board state down and taking five minutes to really, you know, on an untimed game in the finals, trying to really figure out like that's mm-hmm. that's where I get all of that out. Marvel Snap for me is more of a casual game. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, though. It's a lot of fun. I get the most fun I have in Marvel Snap is Bar Sinister when that's a yeah. hot location. <laughs> and I think that's why like I get that's I scratch my itch. That's, you know, yep. that's my big splashy thing. And, right, yeah. and they nerfed Onslaught, but it's still like uh, it's, it's additive instead of multi- multiplicative. But I was, you know, you do the Nightcrawler combo with Mar- Blue Marvel and Onslaught, and everyone, you get uh, like two thousand plus in all your zones. Uh, and yeah. now it's now it's two hundred plus in all your zones. You still win, you know. Destroy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It just doesn't look as bad. No, um, but like, right? That's big, splashy, fun kind of thing you had to set it up there's you know it's kind of that you know it's a clunky combo to have to 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 make work but when it does there's there's you know there's that dopamine that comes that that rush that happens when when you get it off and then you just you know it it is what it is no one's no one's got bad feelings and you move on to you know move on to the next one i think that's where i think that's where it's where it's where it's best and that's why i mean i I do i love the game i've been grinding the crap out of it um and obviously putting some you know i'm you know that's i'm getting my bling out of it i'm searching for the stuff right give me more give me more of that that's that's what i want that my long-term hope is just more more accessible for all that fun fun stuff there and not have to worry so much about like grinding the ladder for uh, you know for a title or a you know achievement or something. All right, I think that is uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up here for the pilot episode of After Turn Six. Uh, so we're gonna do we're gonna do the plugs. You can find us on the Combat Chain YouTube channel. Uh, if you search at the Combat Chain, we'll come up there. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and click the bell notification to know when the latest episode is uploaded of the After Turn 6 podcast and, of course, the Combat Chain podcast. Uh, we are available on all audio platforms wherever you stream your podcasts. Uh, the best way to support us is through our Patreon. You can find us at www.patreon.com slash thecombatchain and can, can subscribe to us there. Uh, it helps us tremendously to keep the lights and mics up and running. We just recently revamped it. Uh, and in fact, we'll probably revamp it further with the addition of the Marvel Snap uh, content uh, happening here. But if you like what we're doing anywhere, support us. That is the, the that is the most direct and easiest way to support us, and we appreciate anything you can do on that end. Uh, we are all on Twitter. You can find the podcast at 
After turn six, the word six, you can find Adam at Tulery TCG. You can find Sean at Sean Hill CG, and you can find myself at Pat Smash Good. I don't have a clever way to end the <laughs> end of the show, so I think I'm going to close with my with my remark that I I, I said in the in the thing. It is <laughs> it is always smart to retreat, but it is more fun to snap and play for eight cubes. That'll do it. I don't know. It's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. Thanks. <laughs> <buddy>. <laughs>